the newbie. I was bundled into the back seat of the gypsy. I held a rifle. In spite of all the training sessions at the range and previous two days at the camp, it felt massive, heavy and unfamiliar. I was quietly grateful that I hadn't been entrusted with any bullets. I planted the stock on the floor of the vehicle, pointed its narrow mouth to the heavens and gingerly supported the cold steel barrel as I tried to suppress the shivers coursing through my body. I was the newbie, first shikar. But the eagerness I'd felt when I'd been discreetly approached to join the expedition had completely evaporated. I fervently hoped my silence would prevent my terror from being generally known. The shikari, the game guide and the driver were the only other silent ones in the four-wheeler. All the rest, paying customers like me, were charged with raging machismo and great globs of testosterone. A bottle of booze was passed from hand to hand and everyone took a swig. Mine was in the hope of Dutch courage. But it failed. My feet still trembled in my newly purchased hunting boots and my hands stuffed one at a time into the pockets of my camouflage jacket, remained cold and bloodless. I prayed that the fixed guard would have fallen sick and been replaced by another not so amenable, and the plan would have to be aborted. But the boom was obligingly lifted as we approached, and we were waved through without pause. The shikari permitted the high spirits of the others a few more minutes, then called for silence. Instantly, an expectant hush fell over us all, eyes earnestly scanning the margins of the road as we whizzed through to a deeper part of the forest, as if tigers might conveniently manifest themselves. There was a hum of excitement and anticipation, and despite my fears and dread and everything else, it infected me. I felt eight feet tall and six-packed to the hilt. I was wedged between two veterans of the hunt and knew I wasn't expected to play a major role. No bullets, remember? But I intended to credit myself honorably and enjoy the experience. I took deep breaths to calm myself, continuously scanning the surroundings as we drove by. I wanted to be the first to spot something. The driver slowed down and we all followed the sideline of the shikari. I could see a number of bright lamp lights shining at us out of the darkness, eyes catching and reflecting the starlight, a herd. I was surprised to hear the shikari whisper, Spotted deer. How could he tell? The atmosphere in that vehicle was supercharged. We were breathing as one man, one heartbeat, one goal, united in our manic yearning for blood. I couldn't think anymore. I was just feeling, experiencing and found myself pulled along on the combined fever of emotion in that gypsy. The bloodlust surged in me and I was consumed by it. The driver stood up with his powerful spotlight. 
I marveled briefly at the shikari's accurate guess. For spotted deer, it absolutely was. Every head in that herd was turned towards us. The big buck with his branched antlers, the does with their flicking stubby tails, and the little fawns on their spindly legs, all frozen in the light and staring at us. We stared back at them, locked together for an eternal moment. The dark night, the cold air, the forest with its tall trees and grassy clearings, the black ribbon of road behind and ahead, all of us bunched together in the gypsy and this silent, unmoving herd watching us. The upheld fist of the shikari kept us silent and unmoving too, till the herd accepted the light and returned watchfully to feeding. Their sentries kept an eye on us, but the rest of them accepted the danger of our presence and got on with their lives. They were used to four-wheelers. They didn't instinctively flee as they would have from a four-legged predator. We were riding on the trust created by the daytime tourists. I registered that intellectually, but felt no shame at the treachery. Perhaps the deer thought the rifles were the long photo lenses of their daytime camera-wielding watchers, unsuspecting that these nighttime watchers were infinitely more dangerous. They remained calm, cropping and munching grass, moving comfortably to the next clump of juicy green, and other than the sentries, ignoring us. The shikari gave the go-ahead and two of our party raised and steadied their rifles on the padded sides of the vehicle. I too leaned forward and crouched on the edge of my seat, mimicking their movements. The whole lot of us were still and barely moving, welded together in the intensity and focus of the moment. The guns went off with an explosion of sound, and the herd vanished leaving behind its fallen comrades. In a trice, the shikari and the driver had leapt out. I heard a single mercy shot. I watched as the limp carcass of what had just been a beautiful living creature was bundled into burlap and stashed hurriedly in the back of the gypsy. The car was swiftly on the move, leaving the scene in case anyone came to check. Our campsite was a gala of activity. Lights had been jerry-rigged There was much clinking of glasses and rejoicing. Across the way, skilled hands and sharpened knives fell upon the unfortunate animal. The hide was removed intact and the fresh meat apportioned. Everyone got his share, including the fixed guard, the shikari, the driver, and us, fearless and triumphant hunters. They were all much older than me and were regulars who had met each other before on these trips. I sat a bit apart and watched them, whooping and dancing and laughing boisterously, exchanging bottles and topping up glasses around the campfire. I didn't join them. I only noticed the shikari when he dropped a thick blanket on my shoulders and sat down beside me in the damp grass. He reached out and extracted the rifle from my fiercely gripping fingers. I hadn't even noticed I was still holding it. 
he set it aside on the other side from me. Now that I didn't have anything to grip, tremors coursed unrestrained through my body. It was cold, but not that cold. And I was fully dressed with a woolly hat and the camo jacket. And now the woolen blanket was draped on my shoulders too. But still, I shivered uncontrollably. He put his warm, steady hand on my shoulder and we sat there silently a long time. You must never come back. This is not for you. Come in the daytime if you must. Admire their beauty. But go back before nightfall. Forget this night. His soft, kind voice, full of understanding and respect, pushed me over the line and I found myself weeping helplessly. Those gorgeous, handsome animals... I couldn't believe I had just presided over the senseless murder of one of them. What could possibly have made me think it would be a fantastic experience, that it would be a manly thing to do and that I would enjoy and treasure the memory? The bitter bile rose in my gorge and I turned aside just in time as it spewed out of me in a torrent. He was gentle. He helped me clean up. He treated me with dignity. He got me out of there, pulled together my small belongings and packed me out of the raucous encampment on the pillion of a ranger's bike. I admit, I fled the crime scene. I could not get away soon enough. I followed his kindly suggestion and never went back. Not even in the daytime. But I've never been able to forget. Forget.